0: Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning.
1: We're here for you. Hi, and welcome to the Extraordinary Educator
0: Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. So, this week we are super excited to be joined by our colleague, Brooklyn, who is a national director, and she is going to be speaking with us about RTI. So, we, before we hear her conversation with us, Danielle, do you just want to define
1: RTI for our listeners? Yes. And how much, uh, how many of you love a good acronym, right? RTI, Response to Intervention. You may also know this by MTSS, Multi-Tier Support Systems. Some of you might think of a triangle. Some of you may not even know what this is because I feel like we overuse the acronyms. But the idea of response to intervention is ways to make sure that all students have specific access to grade-level content depending on where they are, and there's the right supports in place for them depending on the subject and grade level. But that's like the idea of an RTI.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. Let's dive into our conversation with Brooklyn Trover, National Director at Curriculum Associates. Welcome, Brooklyn. We are so excited to talk to you today and have you back on the podcast. If you can just start off introducing yourself to our listeners, that would be great.
2: Thank you, Sari and Danielle. I am so excited to be back with you. My name is
0: Brooklyn Trover, and I am one of
2: the National Directors for Curriculum Associates. It is my pleasure to serve educators at all levels across the country.
1: Well, we're excited to have you back. And I want to ask you, so what are you thinking about researching for uh, just what educators need for this fall?
2: You know, I'm so glad you said it like that, because the need for the fall, right? Like, what do we need for the fall? And I think there's a lot of different lanes, but one of them is uh, access information, and then what to do next with the range of learners that we have. You know, coming back from uh, COVID and pandemic, learning has been difficult. Different, da da da. Put any adjective you want in there, um, but a truth that can be said is the range of learners we have has gotten wider. And every classroom, even though it's fifth grade, you know, has levels from kindergarten, all the way up into middle school grades. And, and as that becomes more of the norm, you know, that this, this range is here, how do teachers respond and what do they respond with? So that's actually where I've been focusing a lot of my work in these past few months.
0: That's so great. And so necessary. And I'm sure every single person, whether they're a teacher or leader or work in some capacity with, with educators agrees with you. But 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 now what? Right. So if I'm a teacher, a middle school teacher, I have 90 students. If I'm an elementary teacher, I have 30 in my classroom. Like where on earth do I begin? And how do I how does this not keep me up at night knowing I have to reach all learners? But every single kid needs something different. Right. Really so. Right. So can you talk a little bit about just just where to start?
2: Yeah, I think. Excellent. So where to start is knowing more about them. And here's where it gets a little bit tricky and and where I've started to put some work together Um, in a position paper that we wrote for the company about RTI. And so everybody knows when I say RTI, every teacher, educator under the sun can close their eyes and envision the triangle, right? Red, yellow, green triangle. And that's what we think about with RTI is that we have these tiers of students. And I think we need to kind of think about that triangle differently. And that's what I put in the paper is that we don't have tiers of students. Students aren't colors, right? Right. And how, how do I say it? Children aren't colors. And, and to be able to get past that, that, yeah, maybe I score in the yellow range in geometry, but turns out I'm great at algebra, so I'm green. So what the heck am I, brown? Like yellow and green make brown? What is that? And, and so I think the place to start is domain level data, really knowing more about your students' strengths and areas where they need to grow so that we can be more responsive to them. So that we're not putting them in these lumped groups for instruction, but instead trying to give it more of a responsive feel. Uh, that's that's one layer to start, but I'm going to jump right into the second, and that is that green tier at the bottom. Everybody needs tier one instruction, and I think we're we've you know there's there's the latest research from TNPT coming out about how we are not doing that. We are not putting grade level instruction in front of kids. And so no wonder we are ending up with this big range. So those two places to start, how do we get access to tier one instruction? That looks like a lot of different things. And we have, you know, some good ideas of places to go and and areas to help people out. And then also making sure we respond specifically, targetedly, targetedly,
1: that might be a word. I love making up words. I think it's great. Targetedly is a new word. Can you talk a little bit more about what you just said, unpack that a little bit more? I mean, not only does the TNTP research point to that currently, they have new research out August 2022. They had the opportunity myth in 2018. But also I've read several articles that educators are still panicking, focusing on below level content. Can we talk a little bit more about the tactical practical of how yeah. To not only expose them to grade level content, but but when educators are thinking about that, they're really overwhelmed with the scaffolds or or how do they really approach it in their whole group, small group. So any tips or ideas or strategies would be helpful.
2: Yeah, I think the first layer of that is to acknowledge you can't make up for all of the lost time, all of the lost lessons, all of the bad teachers, right? Like whatever it is that's outside of there is outside of your control. So here you are with this class with 180 days, you have to be strategic, right? So because you, 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 can, you just gotta shift the, the, the mindset to say, I can't make up for everything, so what are the essential pieces that I have to get them so that they can accelerate into grade level instruction? And that's the, the first shift that needs to be made. It's not a resource, it's not a planning guide, it's not a tool. It's saying to yourself, I'm going to have to pick and choose. And that's where I'm going to put my teacher brain energy is finding the essential pieces using resources that help me find those stepping stones so that they can jump across that river, right? Without getting their feet wet, but you don't, you don't have time to build a whole bridge. You can't.
1: And I recently was watching a video of John Hattie. I know that You love John Hattie too, actually, listeners. Brooklyn got to meet John Hattie, so if you are a John Hattie fan, you have one degree of John Hattie through Brooklyn. So now you've (laughs) like listened to John Hattie through Brooklyn's podcast. But I heard him say, "Educators need to say more. I cause learning," Mm. and I really liked what you said about mindset shifts and and some it's something so simple yet it can be so hard and so powerful. How did you shift your mindset when you were an educational leader, and how do you do it currently, as in your current role?
2: What a great question, Danielle. I think the way that I do it is I continue to force myself to see the humans, and and I mean that in my work now by seeing that teachers are humans. They can't. I can't give them a list of resources or a learning progression path or a standards map and say here you go go cause the learning right like that's that's not enough for teachers because they're humans and they have a lot going on and there's a lot of emotions connected to our job and and there's a lot of purpose connected to our job so they need they need more than that as teachers but as an educator especially the way i did it is i saw every every year as 120 days i mean sorry 180 for most schools but whatever it is 100 and something Hundred and something days that I had was was just made me make the best out of what I had every day. I didn't have time to waste. And so if, if I had to pick and choose, you know, that's what we got. That's what we got to do. If I have to say, you know what, we didn't we can't do it like I did last year. That's what we got to do. And, and it just motivated me over and over again that I only have them for a short amount of time. And so I have to be the best I can for this group these people in front of me that that emotionalness helped and then it it made me seek out resources that were made that easier if i only have this much time well then i don't want a bunch of garbage that's for whole group you know if i only have this much time i need something that's perfect for them i need access to multiple grade levels of stuff you you you
0: begin to narrow
2: your focus when you remember that they're humans you're dealing with
0: so, so true. And thank you so much, Brooklyn, for all of your insights and expertise. That is it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us.
2: You are very welcome.
0: As always, leave us a review and follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at my iReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until
1: next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates. Editing by Danielle Sullivan. Social media by At City Hannon. Guest booking by Sari Labaris, Music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property
0: of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at myiready, and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at com.